1: And without further ado, let's begin. My girlfriend was 17 and I was 18. She lived out in the country with her parents and when it snowed badly, she would have to park about a quarter mile away in her grandfather's driveway as her two-wheel drive Pontiac couldn't make it through the hill in her own driveway. One night in early February after a a particularly nasty snowstorm, she was driving home and noticed an odd light in the sky. She didn't think much of it and kept on driving and eventually she arrived at her grandfather's and this is when it got really weird so I look down at my phone and I see that I've missed about seven consecutive calls from her I call her back and she answered immediately in a state of panic she was talking about how she saw a light in the sky and even though she was now parked and her keys were out of the ignition her dash lights and headlights and radio were going totally haywire and over the radio was nothing but white noise I could hear the radio over the phone too I of course told her that it was nothing to be worried about probably just a battery issue when she just got really quiet and then she said that she saw a figure at the end of the driveway and I again wrote it off and said it's probably just the mailbox and that was when she screamed but the figure had moved seemingly in a blink of an eye from the end of a 60 foot or so long driveway to about 30 feet away. She screamed again when she noticed now that it was slowly moving towards the driver door. It got about 10 feet away from the driver's door and then there was a flash of light and it just vanished. I asked her to describe the figure and she said that it was roughly 7 feet tall, skinnier than any human should be with long arms that hung down to its knees. She described the head as being almond shaped and was for some reason adamant that it was almond and not elliptical. She got out of her car and made a break for a house running through snow and ice while on the phone with me and she screams again. She eventually made it to a house and ran to a room and she said that when she was running there was a, a massive flash of light behind her and that there was a searing pain in her calf. Obviously very freaked out we spoke on the phone for a while and eventually she calmed down and she went to bed. The next day, I messaged her in the morning and said something along the lines of, LOL, so did you make it through the night without being abducted? And she responded with something along the lines of, Yeah, question mark, what do you mean? And I told her what happened. And she didn't believe me at all. She had and still has no recollection of the night's events. Every record, phone calls and texts of our conversations the night before were gone from her phone and... She only believed me when I screenshotted our conversation on my phone from after she hung up and sent it to her and showed her all of the phone call records still on my phone. I remember what she told me about the burning sensation in her calf and told her to check it and lo and behold, there's a really nasty red mark on it. So, what do you guys think? Could this have been some sort of alien experience? And if it wasn't, what the heck else could it have been? My family has a small acreage in the Canadian prairies and it's not too far out from the city but far enough that it was very rare to have unexpected visitors. At the time we had some sheep and some chickens but it wasn't a huge farm by any means. It was just my mum, my dad, my sister and I and my sister was five years older than me so I was only about seven at the time. We also had a sweet dog named Maggie. My parents have always said that she was the best farm dog that we ever had. She was some sort of a a cross with shaggy black hair and was really sweet with the animals and kids. She also never barked or got upset without a a very good reason, much unlike our last pup who, bless her soul, would bark at the wind. Anyway, my dad was out of town this particular night, probably visiting my grandpa in his town down south. My mum was alone with us little guys and Maggie was sleeping soundly on the porch, Now, my mum woke up in the middle of the night to Maggie growling. My mum's a pretty light sleeper, so it doesn't take much to wake her up, but this was a very unusual behaviour for our pup. My mum thought that it was probably just an animal, so she took a peek outside. Sometimes coyotes or large bucks would just upset Maggie, so that was the most likely explanation. However, this wasn't the case that night. Our farm is right adjacent to the highway and there's a long, unlit lane that leads into our yard. It wasn't obvious at first, but my mum saw a dark vehicle slowly creeping down the lane. The car's headlights were shut off and we didn't have a lot of light in the yard, so it was pretty hard to see. But my mum's stomach immediately sunk. Anyone with good intentions wouldn't shut off their headlights like this. She also had two little kids in the house that she had to protect. So she watched them slowly creep into the yard and I don't know how many there were but at least a couple of guys got out of the vehicle and headed towards the shop where my dad keeps his tools. At the time there was a big power panel on that side that controlled all of the electricity to the yard lights in the house too. They opened it up and started to go through it, evidently trying to figure out how to shut off the power. But God knows what their true intentions were but... Luckily my family has a hunting rifle and my mum grew up on a farm so she knows her way around a gun. So rifle in hand she quietly propped open the door just enough to stick the barrel out. She fired a few warning shots in the guy's direction and they freaked out and hopped back into their vehicle reversing all the way down the lane so that she couldn't see their license plate. To this day we obviously have no idea what these guys plans were but Maybe it was just to rob us, but the idea of people pulling into the yard with no headlights and shutting off the power, it's definitely unsettling and a lot more could have happened, for sure. By the way, I'm extremely grateful for our sweet Maggie and my badass mum for keeping us safe. It's been 21 years since this happened, but I sure hope that we never see those guys again. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units, and with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take.
1: So first, let me just say that this happened almost 20 years ago now, so I'm a little bit foggy on a few details. So, I was 15 years old and I was really into punk rock. I had a pink mohawk and wore Doc Martin boots and my clothes were adorned with patches with band logos on them. I'm telling you this because my mum always chastised me for looking a bit like a prostitute and honestly, maybe I did. Anyway I was walking home the city's main street from my boyfriend's house about two miles away from home when a car pulls up beside me and the driver asks me for directions to get to the second street. The numbered streets are way downtown so I figured this bozo was just totally lost. Naive me goes up to the passenger window and I see he has a map out on his lap. This guy honestly looked like every suburban dad that I'd ever seen and there was even a car seat in the back so I I figured that he was harmless. I told him something like well you must be really lost if you think second street is around here let me see the map I'll show you where you need to go and as soon as I reached in the window two things happened. The map slides off his lap and I can see that his junk is out and he grabs me by my arm and tries to pull me in through the window. I was in so much shock that I didn't even think I screamed. I just remember that he was pulling me in by my left arm, so I started punching him in the neck and the chest with my right. He only got me into the car up to my waist before he let go of me, and I was able to scramble out of the window. All of this happened so fast that I can't remember if he said anything, or if I did, or really if anything else happened. After that, though, I ran as fast as I could away from the car and toward my house, and he actually tried to follow me in the car for a while. I crossed the street where there were some boys riding their bikes on some dirt ramps by the freeway and I didn't start to cry until I saw them and I just burst into tears and begged one of them to walk me home so that I wouldn't be alone for this creep to snatch me up again. The kid on the bike was probably the same age as me but he was my hero as far as I was concerned because he walked me all the way back to my block and the guy in the car eventually gave up. This particular event happened to me when I was around 10 or 11 years old but I've been visiting my grandma's cabin in Big Bear Lake several times a year ever since I was a child. This isn't the first paranormal event that I've experienced there but it's definitely the most memorable. So, a little backstory first. My grandma's cabin sits at the end of a a cul-de-sac right at the edge of a a vast and mostly unpopulated, aside from a a few other cabins, stretch of forest. No matter what I do or how I'm feeling I always have a really strong sensation that I'm, I'm just being watched when I'm in many of the rooms of the cabin alone, day or night. I've seen shadow creatures many times in this cabin, have heard strange knocking and whispers and just generally feel like there's something else living with us there. My grandma has told me of similar experiences and has warned me before that if I ever get a strange feeling when I'm walking in the forest, to just go home immediately, but she never really elaborated on that. Anyways, so me and my dad and my uncle were walking on a trail that we've been on hundreds of times before. When we reached the first peak of the hill that we usually like to stop and look out of the view from, my dad and uncle wanted to keep hiking for a bit, but... I decided to go back to the cavern on my own as it was only a five or ten minute walk away. I head down the usual path that I go on not thinking too much about it when I realize that I have no idea where I am. What I mean by this too is that everything looked the same as usual but something was just wrong. The normal path was different in a way that I just can't really explain. It seemed to be just ten times as long as usual and everything was just dead silent. There was absolutely no wildlife around me and I mean not even a squirrel sound. I kept having all of these really morbid thoughts coming into my head as well about how I was lost forever or how some sort of creature was going to swoop me up. Every 10 minutes or so I would end up at a part of the trail that I definitely recognized but only to be in a a completely alien area moments later. The path kept winding and winding downhill and the sun was setting rapidly as well. I had to have been walking in the direction of the cabin for at least more than an hour because I remember I kept checking my watch and panicking. At this point I I just accepted that I was lost. But I finally made it down to the street and was relieved to be able to orient myself but it was only one street away from the cabin although I, I should have been way further away. I was expecting my father and uncle to be home by now and for my parents to be worried sick about me being gone so long, but instead my mum my asked me why I came back so soon. I asked my dad how long they were out as well and they said that they'd only walked maybe 15 minutes longer from when I left them, which was completely impossible. I don't know if I'm just reading too much into this and if I was just a, a kid with different perceptions, but something just definitely felt very off about the whole ordeal. So let me start with uh, some background information first. So my mum and dad have been serving as missionaries in Ecuador for many years and currently are serving in a spiritual stronghold in a small town on the coast. My parents in all the years as missionaries haven't really encountered many paranormal experiences but There was one out of two experiences that kind of freaked out my dad. This story began around the time my brother was six and I was just a newborn. My dad was driving the family home when my mum wanted to pull over to a small shop that was owned by a woman. This woman was selling homemade household items such as woven bread baskets, carved wooden sculptures, blankets, all that sort of stuff. My mum spotted a small doll that looked like an Otavalo woman one of the indigenous people groups of Ecuador, and she bought it and showed it to my dad. My dad wasn't too sure about the little doll when he saw it, he just got a weird feeling in his gut once we got back on the road. Anyway, a few days later, my mum hung the little doll up in front of the kitchen sink window. My dad still had that feeling in his gut too, but he just continued to ignore it. As the day turned into night, my dad woke up from his sleep and glanced at the clock. It was 1am and he decided to go to the kitchen to get a cold glass of water as he was thirsty. As he entered the kitchen he paused and just stared at the doll hanging in front of the window. The doll was totally still as it hung there and stared back at him. My dad rolled his eyes and turned his back to open the fridge to get the jug of water out. As he was getting his glass of water and putting the jug back in the fridge he glanced back at the doll and his heart almost stopped the doll was swinging back and forth all by itself. Now there were no windows open or any air draft within the house. The house we lived in had no central air system like American houses do and we had air units in each bedroom along with ceiling fans so there was no way that air was making the doll swing back and forth like this. My dad was stock still as he stared at the doll. The doll swinging started to pick up its pace and then just started violently spinning around in circles. My dad thought that it was actually going to fly off or break the string that it was hanging from. As the spinning around progressed my dad remembered not to be afraid of such things and he literally drank from his glass of water and walked out of the kitchen calmly even though his heart was beating like crazy. He didn't want fear to be picked up by the doll and as he walked back to the bedroom where my mum was, he prayed and asked God for protection and he also checked on me and my brother before going to bed. The following morning, he told my mum what he experienced and my mum was honestly horrified. That very day, they took down the doll, prayed over against any evil that was within the doll and wrapped it up in several plastic bags just before throwing it away in the trash that was going to be taken out that day. Since that experience, my parents are much more careful with what they bring into their home and if they do buy a decoration off the street or something, they always pray over it to cast out any evil spirits that might be lurking inside. A few years ago, I had a dog sitting business with regular clients. One of those regular clients was a a lady with a big nice house there was a really long driveway leading up to the house and it was tucked far back from the residential roads. It was somehow isolated while being in a dark residential neighborhood and and no one could drive to the house without being noticed and no one could park on the adjacent streets and it would be very unusual for anyone to be walking up to the house or through the yard without having already parked in the driveway. Now the last time my house or dog sat there everything began as usual. I fed the dogs, gave them their various meds and played with them for a while while just watching some movies. It was honestly the best job ever. Eventually I I got sleepy and I went to bed in the master bedroom per orders. This room has huge beautiful windows with a view of the driveway, the only normal access point. I really liked that about the room too. After browsing on my phone in bed I turned everything off and I was trying to go to sleep and As I'm laying there, staring at the ceiling, deep in thought, I'm snapped to total awareness. Nothing changed, no one came up the driveway, everything was silent and yet I just suddenly started to feel really uneasy. The hair starts to stand up on the back of my neck and a voice in my head is urgently stating, you're being watched. My heart rate starts to pick up and I've never experienced anything like this and just couldn't explain it in the least. I called my boyfriend immediately, grabbed my stuff, ran to my car, locked the doors and I just sped out of that driveway. I glanced around the house while I was leaving and I didn't see anything and I didn't see anyone. But when I got home I I checked every door to make sure it was locked and slept on the couch with a view of both entry points. The paranoia slowly dissipated and I was eventually able to sleep. The next day, I returned in the morning and took care of the dogs, loves, meds, potty, breakfast, and I started walking through the house toward the back where the master bedroom is and again just started feeling really strange. Not a watched feeling this time, but a high alert sense that things were just off. And I began to notice that the candy wrappers were out that weren't there the night before, the doors were open that I specifically closed to keep the dogs in and things were moved. I left again and eventually I I called my boyfriend to stay with me. I couldn't be there alone because someone was absolutely in the house the night prior. I I was convinced. I wondered if maybe someone in the family stopped by but I'm always given a, a heads up with lots of warning before someone comes over. It's not too uncommon for the owner's son to stop by, but he has my number and also always gives me a heads up. I call the owner and tell her what I noticed, and she tells me she'll call around and see if anyone had dropped by. She calls me back under an hour and assures me that no one did. She says it must be that old ghost and just kind of giggles it off. What a relief that she was taking my safety concerns so serious. Anyway... I tell her that I'm having my boyfriend come over just to be cautious and she doesn't mind. A few hours later me and my boyfriend get to the house and he checks the downstairs and everything's fine. We're hanging out for hours just playing with the dogs and watching movies and I left my boyfriend in the living room and walk past the front door and go to the bathroom around 10pm. I'm about to walk out of the bathroom and then the dogs start barking. As I'm walking back I I see my boyfriend is standing in the entryway by the living room. He's focused on the front door and tense like I've never seen him. Again, the hair stands up on the back of my neck and he quickly ducks to the side of the front door window and before I can finish asking what's going on, he tells me, shush, someone's out there. He approaches the door and looks out but the person was gone at this point. I rush over to him and he explains that he was sitting on the floor in the living room when the dog started barking at the front door. My boyfriend goes over towards the front door and sees a black figure peeking into the window and then just walks off. I'm obviously absolutely terrified at this point so I text the son to make sure again that it wasn't him. Short aside a few weeks prior he asked me to go to a wedding with him and I gently replied my boyfriend who the son knew about wouldn't think that that was appropriate so when I asked him if he had stopped by the house, he replied, my girlfriend doesn't think it's appropriate that you're texting me so late. I apologized and told him that I had a safety concern and it was important. I told him what my boyfriend saw and he simply responded that he didn't stop by. And at that point, we were done for the night. We put the dogs in their kennels, waited a little bit and we just ran to my car. The next day, I very quickly took care of the dogs in the morning and left before the owner got back. I've just never felt such a a deep electric sense of imminent danger like I did that night in bed. That was just way too much and when the owner asked me back a few months later, though I desperately needed the money, I was a broke student, I just politely declined. I have had the misfortune of uh, coming across a few scary guys in my life. My friends will say that I'm a weirdo magnet, so I'm pretty wary and clued up now that I'm a bit older. But when I was a teenager, I suppose you could say that I was very naive. Back when I was 20, me and my family, my mom and my little sister, had moved from a small rural village in the shires to uh, a town down south. It was a huge change and as I'd been having a difficult time I I welcomed the change of scenery. It was a beautiful town in an affluent part of the country but I struggled to find a job and became very frustrated as my mum needed a bit of help with money. Over the course of about three months we became fairly friendly with a middle-aged guy who owned a takeaway shop in town. His name was Phil. If he ever saw us doing some shopping he would come and chat and ask how the family were and he genuinely seemed like a a decent caring bloke. So when he said that he might have a job for me in his shop with a a small flat upstairs that I could rent for next to nothing I I thought okay great maybe things are looking up. Phil got our address and told me and my mum that he'd pop by early evening time when he had finished and take me in the car to go and see the flat. I get myself looking fairly casual but presentable and I'm feeling excited and confident, thinking, wow, a job and a flat, I've killed two birds with one stone. I just need to show him that I'm sophisticated and would make a great employee. Around 8pm he knocks on the front door and mum answers and he tells her that will probably only be about um, half an hour and he'll have me back safe and sound in no time. Now, I didn't take my phone with me as I didn't have any credit to call out and didn't think I'd be needing it for a quick trip up the road and back. But in hindsight, it was a pretty stupid thing to do. Maybe if I'd had my phone on me, it would have deterred him from what he was uh, about to do. So, it's already dark out as it's March, and I get in his car and we start driving, and he's chatting away, asking how I am and telling me how the flat is like when within a matter of a few minutes I've noticed that we're not taking the conventional route that takes us directly into town. At first I think that he's just taking me down some sort of shortcut around the town to get to it and just reason with myself that he knows the area well and I don't. 30 seconds after I I realize that he's taking me in the completely opposite direction and I can tell that we're driving away from the populated town and into an area where trees swamp both sides of the road. My brain is now working overtime thinking, where the heck is this guy taking me? And I just about managed to keep my composure and I ask him outright, where are we going? Town's back the other way. He says, I just thought I would take you on a little tour. It's beautiful here with many forests and peaceful places and I'd love to show you them. He tells me this in a a normal cheery tone. I wasn't capable of saying anything at that moment because the logical and reasoning side of my brain were in full-blown war. I'm trying to keep calm, thinking, okay, he seems fairly normal, why wouldn't he want to show me around? It's a stunning area full of natural beauty and he's probably proud to show me where he lives. The logical side however disagreed and just a a wave of panic comes over me and a little voice enters my head and shouts what in the dark hell no are you stupid so i i just kind of sit there in silence taking in the scenery which is becoming just more and more sinister by the second because at that moment in time i i didn't know what to think all i know is that every cell in my body is screaming at me to find a way out of this situation I started looking for signposts, houses, any distinctive landmarks, ditches, huge trees, anything that I'd be able to use to recognize my way back if I had to bolt from this car. Phil can obviously sense that I'm nervous so he's just talking away at me about what the job's like and how his staff are friendly and before I know it he's slowed down to a crawl and has turned down a a little muddy rut road with a, a dense tree line on one side and pitch black open fields on the other. And it was at this point that my stomach literally drops and my body contemplates power vomiting all over his car because the reality of what is about to potentially happen hits me like a freight train. I'm thinking to myself if I jump out of here I have to be able to run over muddy fields into literally nowhere but my imagination starts rather helpfully flashing by images of him grabbing me before I get a chance to get out of the door. So I just sit there buckled in the passenger seat not saying a word. I'm just thinking to myself that if he attacks me don't make a sound don't give him the satisfaction of showing him that I'm scared. To be completely honest my my brain was about as useful as a chocolate teapot and I was starting to get angry with myself for not doing something but I was just completely terrified. So we come out at the top of this little dirt road and there's a tiny little car park surrounded by woodland with one car sat in it. It was clear and there were people in there having sex and as he pulls near the car I realise that he's brought me to a local dogging spot. He turns to me and puts his hand on my knee and says we should do what they're doing with a deadly serious expression on his face. I make this bizarre kind of half nervous laugh and half garbled high pitched whine and try to laugh off the suggestion to show that I'm not into it and I'm super uncomfortable right now. The alarmed expression on his face at my gurgled cackle which sounds like I've swallowed a potato whole clearly freaks him out and I'm mentally congratulating myself for my social awkward and grossly unsexy reaction. He persists though and says that it'll be fun, no one will see us. I say no I don't want to plus I'm kind of seeing someone right now. I lied but he sits there but he just kind of sits there, smiling at me like a Cheshire cat, like I'm going to miraculously change my mind at the sight of his weird face or something. I tell him after an insanely uncomfortable 30 seconds that Mum will be expecting me home now, and more of this as I try my damn hardest not to make eye contact. He tells me that I'm sure she won't mind you being a little bit longer with me, you can trust me you know, with a a straight face as we just sit next to the sex wagon parked next to us. I sharply pull my leg away from his grip and I tell him again, mum is waiting for me, she'll start panicking if I'm not home soon or within the next few minutes, take me home. I look him straight in the face and he knows that I'm not messing around. And without another word, he says, okay, that's fine, I'll take you back now and drives me out of that creepy seedy place and back home. My finger is hovering over the seatbelt button ready to jump out, mind you, and as we pull up outside of our home, I breathe a sigh of relief as I can see my safety literally a few feet away, and before he can stop me, I'm out and I slam the door behind me. As I'm stepping over a tiny little rope fence around our garden, he gets out of his car and my heart instantly sinks. He tells me, I think I'll pop in and see your mum quickly and I swear that I could see a smirk on his face but I know he's only doing this because he's freaking out knowing damn well that I'm about to tell her. He was trying to delay the inevitable or scare me into keeping my mouth shut or something. Before I can try and talk him out of it, mum has heard us pull up and open the front door. I barge past her with just one thought on my mind. I head straight into the kitchen and grab a small knife out of the drawer and I fly into my little sister's room like a madwoman. I say to her, don't you dare leave this room no matter what you hear. And seeing the knife that I'm stuffing up my sleeve, she just looks at me with panic in her eyes and whispers, okay. I walk back into the living room and this guy is sitting on one of the sofas sprawled out, comfortable as anything like he's at home or something. And at this point, I see red like the Hulk and I'm ready for this guy and I awkwardly perch myself on the arm of the sofa mum is sitting on. The absolute furthest part away from him that I can manage and he just sits there making small talk with my mum about how she's finding the area and how the neighbors friendly. All the while keeping his beady little weasel eyes on my every move. He then pats the sofa cushion next to him and says, why don't you come over here and sit next to me? And I tell him, no, I'm all right here, thanks, as I'm fidgeting with my sleeve trying to stop the little knife from falling out in front of me. He laughs and pats the seat next to him again and says, why are you sat over there? Come here, honestly, I won't bite. I say to him, no, I'm quite comfortable here, thank you very much, this time through gritted teeth. My mum, bless her, is looking at each of us during this back and forth like a tennis match and I can see something is registering in her eyes and she can see my behaviour is just all off. I've got one bum cheek weirdly pitched on the sofa arm so I'm half stood up, half kind of sat down and I'm fiddling about with my sleeve. I'm twitchy as hell and staring my mum in the face intensely, mentally trying to speak to her through the power of telepathy alone. I honestly must have looked like just a, a complete nutter. She finally speaks, though, and says, It's getting late now, so I think you should go. Mum is starting to look anxious now as she had finally twigged that something had happened. Phil gets up and agrees and mumbles something about having to check something at his shop. And when he walks by me and is nearly out of the room, he pauses and turns to me and puts his hand out to shake mine. I'm thinking to myself, What a weird thing this is to do, and I take the opportunity to kindly offer him my hand that had the knife taking it with a bit more force than is polite he soon yanked his grubby mitt out of mine when the tip of the blade had jabbed him. He looked down and saw the blade and then looked at me and I looked at him with just so much disgust and at this point Phil just hightailed it out of our home without another word. I told my mum everything and she was honestly fuming. We did discuss going to the police, but there wasn't really a crime committed on his part, aside from just being a major creep. Sadly, when I mentioned to a couple of girls my age who lived down our street, they just clammed up and shot each other a strange look. I could only guess that he'd probably done this type of thing before. We moved away from the area after that, and to be honest, I'm glad to report that I've never seen his smug face ever again.